I told my sister's boy, like I told my sister's boyfriend that I was doing a podcast today, and she was like, "Wait, so what are you guys going to talk about?" I'm like, "I don't know." Like, I never the, know. What's the theme of the podcast? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone always asks me what the theme of this is supposed to be, and I don't have a theme. I just talk to you guys. It's very like, um, abstract. <laughs> It's very abstract. My my theme is that I miss you guys, and I think the only like people that this fully like connects with is you guys. But and right now I'm completely fine with that. Thanks for listening to Alona and the Pals. My pal today is Alex. Say hi. Hi. Hi everyone. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember, but the way that uh, I usually do these episodes is that you get to introduce yourself and talk about yourself however you want, and then I talk about how we know each other. So go ahead. All right. Hi, my name is, my, sorry, Alona's staring at me right now and it's really hard to talk. Bro, that's why, that's the only reason why I'm here. I'm blocking out her face right now. Um, <laughs> hi, my name is Alex. Um, I went to school with Alona. Uh, we, we knew, we've known each other for, I want to say, has it been like six years? Mm, something like, when did you come to Raha? in grade seven, but I only really got to know you in like grade yeah. eight. Anyways, this is my intro, back off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've known Alona for about six-ish years, question mark. Um, I'm currently studying at U of T in Toronto. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Yeah, I mean, I. how do we actually know each other? Because we didn't become friends when you came to Raha. It was no. like a few years after. I, w- I want to say it was eighth grade. Were you part of Morgane's uh, animal family? Uh, no. So you remember Morgane, right? Vaguely, yeah. Okay, so I don't, I don't know if it was like a, like a furry obsession in the making. <laughs> But I remember that the, our friend group, so it was Matthias, me, and Morgane, and I think like Ben Morrow and Matthias, yeah, and Ben Morrow as well, and Elena actually, we were all part of like this animal family, and Morgane assigned us to certain animals. Um, and yeah, so that was, so they were my first friends. So that was from grade seven to grade eight, I wanna say, mid grade eight. Whenever Matthias left, that's when the animal family. Um, <laughs> died it fell apart after that and it was gutted um what yeah, animal were got... you i'm sorry what animal were you i can't disclose that <laughs> <laughs> no i don't I'm remember scared. i think i was um i think i was a wolf or something i don't know you do not give me wolf vibes no i was sorry. a gazelle i was a gazelle okay yeah 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 that makes I was a, no a hundred percent i was a gazelle i remember Okay, Only because yeah, she I was like, pictured me as a gazelle for my birthday, and I was like, "Thank you." Yeah, because I was like, Alex right now does not give me wolf vibes, and Alex no. from grade seven also does not give me wolf vibes. I don't think anyone in our friend group gives off wolf vibes. I would sincerely hope not. So we've established that I got to know you in grade nine. That was great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense actually. We yeah. were. I don't even remember like how it started I just remember that you one day just became part of my group of friends I 
I'd say it's pretty fair to say that I forced myself onto you. And yeah, but like, what was the what was the context? Like, how did we like meet? Okay, I don't think there was any context. I think all my friends left, my previous friends left to go to a different country or a different school. And I wasn't super close to Elena, so we didn't really like keep in touch. Because mm-hmm. uh, she was, she stayed, but we weren't really that close. And I just like, I wanted to, you know, find other friends. And so I forced myself onto you. Six you years were like, later. they won't say no. And that's like half the time when I do this podcast, I'm always like, okay, you got to bring up something other than the things you've already talked about on the podcast. But I can't because we just review the same shit every single episode. Well, what have you talked about with Farah and uh, Sarah? Mm, mostly <laughs> stuff that went on in Raha and okay. international kids stuff. And that's about it. But um, the main thing that I wanted to bring up was that you're the first person who I've asked. Granted, you're only the fourth person I've asked so far. I'm the first male. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> um, you were the first person who was like, let me check my calendar. <laughs> like Everyone I'm else sorry. was like, I can do this weekend. <laughs> Literally, and you know me, I've always been like this. I mm-hmm. over plan, over schedule. I make myself more busy than I actually need to be. And I'm like, but at the same time, I'm horrible at commitments. It's, 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 like, it's like a self-destructive tendency. I don't know why. This was like, I think this was the third rescheduling or was it just the second? This we had the second. Originally, Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> we had originally wanted to do this in... I, I don't even remember when. Beginning of February, yeah. I remember because I wrote and in then, my calendar. <laughs> yeah. And then you said you double booked. Yeah. And then we moved it to um, either today or yesterday. I don't remember which one it was, but I thought it was yesterday. And then Alex was like, was it today or tomorrow? And I was like, we can we can do whatever. And then we moved it to today. But now we're here. We, we made it this way. Yes. But speaking of you being busy, hmm. how do you like... Okay, can we get a rundown first of all of everything that you do? Okay, um, like in what area? Just in general, like what are, okay, let's like, like, what do you have to like schedule time out of your day for that isn't just like you chilling? I think I schedule everything in my life. I schedule like how long I can watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> like, Yeah, but no, like but what do you define as your non-free time stuff? Non-free time stuff. Um, okay, so I'm part of, okay, so my major is sociology. My minors are environmental studies and political science. So I have like readings for that, assignments for that. And then my other, I'm a columnist for, I'm the climate change columnist for my newspaper at my university, so the varsity. And then I'm also a contributor for this sustainability commission. And like we do webinars and stuff like that and like meetings so i have to go to that and then and then my job at bulk barn <laughs> do you remember when you made me uh jd salinger the catcher in the rye themed bookmark yes the, yeah 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 uh, guys if you're listening to this podcast uh wait where can they do you have do you publish your artworks online i know you have a TikTok I, where you put your artworks yeah I put my art on TikTok now more. It's on at Michelangelona. And I used to put it on Instagram, but Instagram is so shit for artists now that I don't even know if I'm going to keep posting yeah. on there. But yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll add it later 
in another episode if I go back on Instagram. But for now, my artwork is on TikTok, which is the best <laughs> way to promote art. Listeners, please peep, peep her artworks. They're really good, honestly. The skill. Miss Daniela could never. <laughs> and that's why I wasn't in her art class. I know, I know. Literally, the one person, because I was in visual arts, and the one person that should like in our school that should have been in visual arts is like you and you weren't and for like justifiable reasons like the things we were learning in art was not your style was not the kind of way you wanted to do art it was very much more like I don't know it just had like an ivy taint to it and like it wasn't I don't know it wasn't like the kind of art you wanted to do and I and I understand your decision for not doing visual arts yeah, I think it was, uh, I understand to a certain extent why it was that way. It was definitely the kind of education that you need if you want to go into fine arts. But the type of stuff that I want to do is very much new media, like character design, comic books, like stuff that's centered around media. And that is the type of art that is definitely not taught in IB fine arts. And that's Literally. why I didn't really want to do it. Because visual arts in IB is you have to do all these kind of mediums. So you can do like... Yeah one digital but then you also have to do like a watercolor or charcoal like it's I mean I get it they want you to get to do as many mediums as you want so at least one of them will be like oh wow it's so good like they're so skillful like you'll find your mm -hmm. niche but at the same time you don't really get to develop in as much you don't get to put as much attention to the thing that you actually are passionate about because you have mm -hmm. to yeah touch all of these aspects yeah that's definitely true and I think I mean, I very much chose it on the aspect, um, by chose it, I mean chose drama, because um, I went with the idea that I can always self-teach myself art and that stuff at home because that's what I've been doing my whole life. And that's what I kept doing. And that got me into a design university that's in the top 10 in the entire world. So yeah, boy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. clearly I was doing something right. But like, I don't, this, this makes, this is the most fucking, this is the most I've tooted my own horn in a fucking while. Do it. But Honestly, like, normalize tooting your own horn. Who you gotta be ashamed <laughs> of? I don't, fuck. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, theater definitely taught me a lot about public speaking. And like, it's amazing how much public speaking is used in everything. Like that's yeah, gotten me. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> in public, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very hot take right now but we speak a lot in public well not as much in public anymore but you know well you can speak Zoom, into the void <laughs> expect to every fucking day into the void why not just do it speaking to the void every day i like I, this is embarrassing to admit but like there's a lot of times when i just sit in my room and i like act out conversations this with the air <laughs> yes <laughs> Like arguments? No, because you know why I still do this? Because in drama, I when I had to practice at home, that's what I had to do. Like when I was memorizing scripts for the plays and when I was doing the monologues for our individual assignments and stuff, that's what I had to do. Is I had to speak to myself alone in my room. And I still do that sometimes. And I catch <laughs> myself doing it and I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but I don't get what kind of conversations are you having? just about literally anything and 90% of the time it's actually I it's becoming more of a problem now because it's I do it more with interfering with my your relationships kind of where like really? it's in a way it's making me more angry because like uh, 
I the the conversations start from like my negative thoughts usually. So like I'll be like literally just doing anything and some thought will pop up that's like you should be studying more and then like subconsciously I'll like give a rebuttal to that and I'll start like arguing with myself but because I'm like actually physically doing it like speaking to myself it like amps me up and I get more and more angry and then all of a sudden I'm just sitting here in my room alone like seething with anger and it's just out of fucking nowhere and like it's becoming more of a problem because it's making me more of an angry person but nothing is actually happening around me apart from the fact that I'm just talking to myself is that, that called sounds so fucking like, crazy? Is that called disassociation or is that a different term? It's a different term, but I've heard of um maladaptive daydreaming, which sometimes sounds like something that I do, but I don't want to self-diagnose, obviously. But right, yeah, um, we're not letting yeah. I've never had too much of like an introspective experience where I've been able to like say, like, oh, I might be depressed. Like I've never actually like I don't know the the real criteria for it mm. to, to like self-diagnose myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, don't I mean, I don't I think, feel. I don't think anyone who has no sort of psychological like experience in that sense that they don't have a degree or they haven't studied that can self-diagnose themselves really. But like, I think you can sort of look up symptoms and like figure out how much you think you fit into that category. And then if you feel like there's a reason for concern, then you can talk to a professional. Yeah, and then you can get so more of an money. idea. Yeah. It's so much. I mean, more. dude, half half the reason I'm not in therapy is because I just I do not have it in me to go to therapy right now. Well, I'll also like, ugh, God, having to like talk to another person and like tell your troubles to like yeah. deep troubles, like not surface level. Oof, man, I'm not so ready. For total that. stranger. I know, and you don't even know them, and they're there with their little notepad and shit, like looking intimidating as hell. Maybe they'll have a mustache. To a, to a stranger who is there literally to like judge you as you're talking who is right. there to like make judgments about you and you're like okay i'm just gonna pour out like my childhood traumas to you right now but yeah anyways <laughs> <laughs> the direction of this podcast just like no, it started like, out so is... light and then we just <laughs> bro this is this is totally what i expected i was like part of me was like I want to get on this podcast and talk about the worst shit but also if Alex is not up for that today it'll be really fucking weird if I'm like I've been really depressed lately let's talk about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no also I don't I don't want to be that person that's like saying let's normalize like let's normal like the person that just always yeah. says like let's normalize no but like people just say that all the time like let's normalize this let's normalize this but honestly let's normalize just like getting into deep shit and then not feeling awkward about it afterwards because that's my number yeah. one fear is that when I actually fall in love with someone I'm worried that as as soon as I become really comfortable with them and I like tell them the stuff I've experienced in my life that's like been traumatic that I'll be awkward afterwards and be like mm, oh 100% I told you too much I, told you too I much. fucking I do that now with literally whenever I'm, I'll probably do it after this podcast too. I'll be like, <laughs> just like, I never hear from Alona. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, this, this is the last time we have a personal conversation with each other. But like, I just like, I'll have like a personal conversation with someone. And then like the first 15 minutes after that, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm chilling. I was able to vent out my feelings. And then after that, I nitpick everything I say. I'll be like, they think I'm this, they think I'm that. Oh my God, this is yeah. a little, 
And then it's just like, I'm never going to open up to a person ever again. I know. But then you also have to kind of think in your head, like, they're probably not thinking about you the way that you think they're thinking about you. Like, that's the little- They're probably not thinking about me at all, to be honest. That's the thing. Honestly, when you're walking down the street or when anyone's walking down the street, no one gives a flying fuck who you are. Literally, you could be the most attractive person in the world. You'll occupy uh, someone's thoughts for like maybe three seconds and then you're gone. Yeah. Unless you're like straight up Rihanna, like you're not gonna like stop someone and be like, what the fuck is she doing? Because like in my thoughts, when I'm just walking down the street, if I'm wearing like a weird shirt that day, I'm gonna be like, these people are gonna walk past me. And for the next at least five minutes, I'm the only thing they're gonna be thinking about. And like, that's that's just not true. Like even if people see me on the Metro, they like maybe register that I'm there. And if there is something weird about me, then they'll just be like, huh, that's weird. And then they move on. But like, at the end of the day, they're not gonna have coffee with their friends and be like, let me tell you about this girl that, that I saw on the, the Metro. Weird sweater. Yeah. <laughs> this was the weirdest sweater I saw for the whole day. It was the highlight of my day. I don't know, just probably something I have in my closet, <laughs> dude. I've made some weird fashion choices. I wanna know what your definition of a weird sweater is. <laughs> not like, this one. This one is- dude, I want it. This yeah. hoodie that I'm wearing right now is from when I lived in China in 2012 to 2013. Yeah. And it's the right hoodie here. that I got for being on the fucking yearbook team. I had this when I was 12 and it still fits me. Well, That's I say fits good me condition Chinese, for a yearbook like, team. Yeah. They give you a sweater just for putting pictures on a page? Bro, that, that fucking... The school that I went to in China was like, I did not appreciate it enough. A good school? Honestly. They had their own merch. A good education? Yeah, it was a good education. (laughs) (laughs) I only got three years out of. I mean, I think we're quite privileged in our education, I think. I think all of us, our whole friend group, like, I really, okay, I'm going to. What? You always do this where, like, in the middle of a conversation, you suddenly go, okay, and then you're about to say something (laughs) that can go very left field. So, like, just, you know. But <laughs> when I I look at my education here and the way I'm coping with school and I think like wow like I'm thankful like Raha has it had its faults but I'm thankful that like they taught me like discipline and they taught me how to do you know how to handle things I don't know and how to multitask like I'm really thankful for that because sure yeah yeah I mean it's it definitely teaches you like how to handle an academically rigorous environment and like, yeah. it is, that is a good way to look at it because the way that I look at it now is that I really struggle with like finding the benefit in it because like I've been studying my whole life. I have nothing else but the fact that I've been studying. I started school when I was, what, six? And I like graduated high school. I went straight into university and now I'm still doing this shit. And because I don't want to get a job in the corona environment that we are in now, and the recovery period will still be in by the time I have my bachelor's degree, I'm probably going to go straight into my master's. So like, I'm going to be studying for years to come. And right now I'm still in this, like, I can't believe I'm still in this very academic, like zone where like, this is how you do things. And this is how you study. And like, it is a good way to look at it that academia teaches you discipline. And that's the way I should look at it. But, but right now I'm it. very like, yeah. Like, right now I'm very like, academia is not it. 
you can unlearn all these things, you can absorb all this knowledge, and that can be fun and dandy to, you know, use in a dinner party situation. But at the end of the day, the only thing you really get out of education is discipline, and that's on period. Ew, yeah. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Ew. No, but honestly, like, half of the stuff that we learned in, like, laying and lit, or, okay, and laying and lit might not be a great example because I still use some of that stuff for, like, my personal enjoyment. Dude, I... I read Anna Karenina over the winter break and I annotated it because I wanted to. <laughs> I do that too. I was like, I don't Bro, know I why. Do that too with books. <laughs> I don't know I why literally... I still enjoy it. Literally, I, okay. I, I like reading books about climate change just like for my own enjoyment because I think it's so interesting. But like I annotate it and I'm like, I draw connections between the themes. I, and know, I still go on spark notes to be like, am I understanding the metaphors in this? <laughs> and then oh, like, if there's that? new stuff where it's like, oh, the train symbolizes the industrial revolution that was happening in Russia. I'm like, oh my goodness, what? And this is so <laughs> smart. And like, I still do that. So like, in that sense, Lang and Light, not a great example, but like psychology in IB. Yeah, a hundred percent is still just stuff that I will bring up to people when like psychology even slightly gets brought up. Like if someone brings up a study that we looked at that I still remember, I'll be like, actually about that study. But like <laughs> in any other context, it doesn't like help me at all. You know? No, it's just the values that you learn from it. Yeah. Speaking of which, not really speaking of which, but <laughs> I okay, I don't See, know why you I do it again. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know why I always like stop and <laughs> breathe before I bring up something. Um, take take a shot every time Alex gives. Yeah, I was in I was in visual arts and okay, most of the people in my visual arts class I would not say are people that I would be friends with today. I think I was friends with them last year because I was a different kind of person. But I know my boundaries now, and I know the kind of people I want to be surrounded with, and I would not be around them again person like I, I got really like jealous not really jealous but I was always like a little bit jealous that you guys were all in drama together because I was like oh they look like they're having so much fun and like they're you know performing and stuff and I'm sure I'm like I'm not undermining like drama or anything like I know you guys like worked hard and like that was a hard course but like literally 90% of the friend group was in, was in drama actually all of them were literally all you, of them it was it was literally just you jasmine and farah who weren't in drama right sorry yeah us yeah. three but like <laughs> like damn like drama always looks like so much fun and I, I was always got like so jealous like i was like painting watercolor and i could hear like screaming in the background yeah, yeah. drama was fun in that sense and it definitely helped bring our friend group together yeah. yeah i also had my so. bad experiences in there you had bad experiences well, yeah, like the plays that we did for the end of the year performances. Oh, oh God, right. I fucking hated those. But that was not drama. That was like extracurricular, wasn't it? Or did you have to do it? Basically, basically, yeah. At least in the first year, it was definitely extracurricular because our drama teacher in grade 11 wasn't like really involved in the play. Like, I think he was a little bit, but he wasn't super involved. And then the second year, our teacher changed. So in 12th grade, and she did... Um, like at least some of the musical like direction and like she coached us for singing and all that stuff. So she was like really involved. And at least the other, the actual director who was teaching grade 11s at the time we were in grade 12, basically, cause the second year that it came around, I was like, I'm not doing this play again. Like I told right. him, I was like, I'm telling you, like 
I like I'm not doing this play. It destroyed my mental health. So I was like, I'm telling you, dude. I'm not fucking doing this play. And he was like, you don't have a choice. Like all the grade 12s are doing the play. You must perform. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then he was like, you don't know, like you could be a really important part of the play. And then he has the audacity to put me in the background singers. <laughs> <laughs> like granted, wow. I wasn't like, I totally get why he did that. Cause I wasn't excited. I'm not a very like musical person and all that stuff. So like, it didn't make sense to give me a lead role. I didn't want a lead role, but just the fact that he was like, you could be really like essential to this play. And like, then he puts me in background singers. I love that. I was like, well, you can't to defend him, to, not to defend him completely, but mm-hmm. like everyone's important in a, oh God, I sound like that weird Dude, person. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you sound <laughs> exactly like important. him. No, but everyone is kind of important in a play because if you don't have those background people, then it's just two people on stage like, talking you know what I mean yeah but I mean we had plenty of background people like we had we had a really big cast and I was really the only person who was like at like who out loud was like I don't want to be here everyone else was like yeah everyone everyone else had auditioned everyone else had said on a paper that like was like like it wasn't part of their course or anything everyone else was like I want to be here and I was the only person who was like I I do not want this and so like if I had been missing it really would not have made a big difference Hey, quick transition right here in the middle of the podcast. Um, I had to edit out a big chunk of content here in the middle, but then that meant that I had nothing to transition to the next topic with. But we're just continuing talking about sexuality. So back to the podcast. I mean, yeah, I can't speak on that because I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about that. But not like, a gay man, Alota? Is this no? I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed, that? but I'm not. I'm not a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tend to have a lot of overlap in that category. Well, you thought for uh, like a short amount of time that you were gay, didn't you? Mm, bye. And bye, I don't think sorry. I ever fully went to the gay territory. I don't, my, listen, my sexuality is so, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to, <laughs> to I think do or call I think it. sexuality is just like, I kind of, it's, well, what I love about what I loved about what you, okay, so you said that you were bisexual, right? Everyone was cool yeah. with it, whatever. But then you said you were straight and no one was like, well, that's not possible. You can't go from bi That's to true. Like yeah. everyone understood or understands in our friend group that like sexuality is really fluid and everyone's mm-hmm. comfortable talking about it. Like, I don't know. I've never felt like my sexuality is something that I have to be like, update people on, you know? Or like, like you have to immediately put a label on yourself or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt like that when I was younger because the UAE is not a great place to explore your sexuality. So like, I was always like, I have to be this or that. And then when I got older, I got so sick of having that argument with myself in my head that I was just like, it's like, just fucking, just do think, what your brain tells you at the moment, you know? I think it's a mix of, yeah, you getting older and you getting to know yourself more, but I also think like purely change of environment. Yeah. I think as soon as I moved here, my understanding of sexuality expanded like twofold. Mm-hmm. Like I've encountered people who literally have, you know, liter- no bound, not not like no boundaries, but like they, they they have sex with everyone, and it's not a big deal. No one's just like, oh, you're this or you're this or you're this. And I I agree with what you said. Like when you're in Abu Dhabi and like there's a very strict binary between you're either yeah. straight or you're gay, and if you're bi you're just waiting like like that's yeah the, if, if you're bi people are like any day now he's gonna yeah, die. literally 
there was like a pattern that I heard about that like it was always like three or five people came out after high comes out came out after high school and like raw hop because like yeah. every year more and more people would come out but I've heard of like I'm the only one <laughs> yeah but I think that's also just because once you're like outside of the UAE coming out is not a big deal in that way so people even if people do come out like I don't think oh, people really like know that like yeah like I don't think I really know that I don't think people know that I came out because I never was like I don't know my sexuality has been like my business and that's just what I do but I don't think it was like a big deal that I was another person who came out or like I don't know if someone has come out then I think it's just one of those things that like it hasn't been a big thing you know yeah well that's something I love about living in Canada is that it really isn't a big thing it really isn't everyone yeah. here is gay everyone yeah. even people that are, are straight are gay yeah <laughs> I stopped I stopped assuming that I don't know it was so just weird to I don't know I always felt like because I never was like homophobic or anything obviously but like you still grow up in an environment where that's like publicly not accepted so like to a certain extent you don't experience a culture where it is publicly accepted and you don't fully experience the way that that like impacts culture like really like you don't hear people casually talking about their sexuality you know what I mean right. like now I hear all the time in conversations where someone will just bring it up and like in my first year of university like the first couple of months it was really weird for me because I was like what why we're just we're just talking about this like this, this is not something that you're gonna trouble for you know I, I get that. Like when I was in Raha, I think I was just so, I was so thirsty. Like, cause anyone that I even thought was like a little bit gay, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we're gonna fall in love. We're going to buy a boat. We're going to do this. I and mean, that. you were I, definitely the token gay kid of our grade. Literally. I was the only like, oh yeah, that's Alex. That's the gay kid. Literally. I represented a whole community. You know, the weight I had, <laughs> do you know how much that broke my back? No, I, I, I never really thought in high school that my sexuality was something that was like my character trait, I guess. Mm. But but at the same time, if I thought anyone was like a little bit, I was like, oh God, finally, mm. like this is my love story, which really speaks to my standards. But I mean, I, I can kind of relate to that in a way where like when I was in high school, I kind of like forced myself to have crushes on some guys in our grade because I was like this is the only thing that I can pick and choose from like I don't I know that I should have higher standards than this but I don't have a choice right now so let's just go for this one I guess and then now now (laughs) I'm definitely relationships I guess we'll just use this one (laughs) yeah and then now I'm like no dude if he's not if it's not immaculate I'm not even gonna try you know but that's not the honestly okay I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I always like stop. I don't know why. What happened anymore? I always have to stop before I say something new. <laughs> it's like, like you know what it your is. Thoughts. You know what it is. It's 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 Raha. I always have to have a topic sentence before I start <laughs> a new paragraph. Because I mean, I was gonna say that I do it too, but I only really do it with things that I like have it talked about before like if I if if I have an idea that pops into my head and I'm like oh this is a this is an idea that I haven't fully fleshed out but I'm in the middle of a conversation so it's gonna happen right now then I'm gonna like pause for a second and think it through but yeah. I don't do it with literally everything but you do it like I the do moment literally you, everything. when you start a new topic you have to do it okay and then you get going 
No, it was this thing I found on TikTok that basically said that the your face is a reincarnation of someone in a past life who loved you. Like you were someone oh, yeah, based off like a Japanese myth. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Anyways, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> that, that 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 made me smile yesterday. I was like, oh little little old me <laughs> <laughs> was loved in a different path in a past life. Wow. Isn't it the other way around that it's like you you have the face of is it you have the face it. of someone who loved you? I saved it. Hold on. If you feel ugly, just know there's a Japanese myth that says your face right now is the face of the person you loved most in your past life. I just think it's beautiful because in your eyes back then, the face you see in the mirrors was the one. Okay, this person did not run the, run it through Grammarly. Right, so it's but... it's you have the you have the face of the person who you loved before. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, I love that. Which um, makes sense but... because I love me now, so I loved myself before, and I love myself now. So you know what? Full circle. I'm... <laughs> how, do you... Uh, well, uh... <laughs> how do you define self-love though that's too deep a topic actually let's know <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about that a lot recently though because actually, what's the line like... between self-love and like toxic like egoism this is this is exactly what I've been thinking about a lot because when I originally went to therapy about a year ago because of anxiety um like this the therapist that I went to she wasn't great or anything but she kept sort of the entire time that I was there she was like you just have to like stop thinking this way like all these anxieties that you have about how people are judging you and perceiving you like they're not real and then I was like well the reason that I'm still holding on to them is because there's a small voice in my head that's like you need to be self-aware and if you if you go too much into believing that these anxieties aren't real then suddenly you're not self-aware anymore and you don't understand yourself well enough mm -hmm. and like that's that's really debilitating for me because like it's when I hear the sort of like you're great but I end up focusing on the the sort of asterisk part of that sentence way more than the you're great part and I think that's why like this whole idea of like radical self-love or like just self-love works so well because all the insecurities that I have and all the reasons that I doubt myself they're always going to be there and they're always in the back of my mind but like they sort of ground me enough that like when I do have those parts where I'm like I'm great period where like this is I am the best person that like I will ever meet in my life I'm the only person I can depend on when like I only speak positively and think positively about myself mm -hmm. I don't get to the like god complex level of like self-love <laughs> like <Josh> because... <laughs> wow we're jab at Josh <laughs> no we love you Josh you're not like that. yeah Josh you're great but my yeah my point is that like I never end up actually rising to that point of being so like unself-aware because I'm always going to have those insecurities and they keep me grounded in that way so right. like the only way that I would ever reach that moment of being so unself-aware is if those suddenly just disappeared and because I'm a human being that's just never going to happen you know I think people like it's it's so much easier to pay attention to the shit you don't like about yourself than the shit that makes you like a great person. And I think yeah. for me, self-love is just like rearranging your brain to put more focus on the stuff you love about yourself and then kind of finding ways to just kind of put the stuff you don't love about yourself like in the back of your head. I don't know. Kind of, it's yeah. Or like at least phrasing them more realistically. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, for me, an example is like, um, okay. So I got really insecure because I, pre-COVID, I went on a lot of dates with people, mostly because I never really got that experience in Abu Dhabi and I was like really excited about it. And so I dated a lot of people in first year. Um, and a part of me was like, oh God, why can't I like, is there something wrong with me? I'm saying no to all these guys. Like, am I just too picky? Am I never gonna find anyone? And that was me hitting on myself, thinking that, that I was like way too picky and I'll never be satisfied. But then it's that's me ignoring the part of myself that's like, wait, no, I deserve someone that I'm 100% for. You yeah. know, I'm, I know what I like. Like, that's a positive thing is I know what I like and I'm not gonna settle. But I focused more on the fact that I'm picky. So that for self-love for me is being able to like switch that, switch over those mindsets in terms of yeah. the priority. Yeah. And I think it's about the sort of idea that like, instead of, instead of you phrasing your head in a way that like, you're constantly saying like, you should be getting better grades. Like, instead of phrasing it that way, say something like, I want to be putting a little bit more effort into my studies in that way. So that mm -hmm. like, you don't actually phrase it in a way where like the current self that you're in is like a horrible person and you like you should like the idea of switching the word should into like I want is like something that I've been trying to do a lot more now because the should just makes it seem like something that like I have to do and it makes it like more unachievable so in that way just like phrase like rephrasing this thing the negative things that you say to yourself to like be more realistic to like what real life actually is and like what you should expect from yourself yeah, but also like give ourselves like a pat in the back. I don't know about you, but yeah. I feel so, I feel like a much better person than like I was in high school. Like, do you, mm -hmm. do you remember how you were in high school? Like your insecurities? I remember like fractions of it. I definitely, right now. <laughs> I remember fractions right now. of it, but I think like um, it's harder for me to remember my insecurities from high school because um, you guys were there. And I remember that our friend group was such a great part of it. And that's why I still have the photo wall is because like, what I remember from high school is you guys. And so I don't mm. remember necessarily, I mean, I remember the parts of like the plays and like how horrible my mental health was back then. But in a like majority, I remember the photo wall. I remember all the good memories. So Can you send me, I'm sorry, but I don't have, I have my dad's old phone and I got this after I left the UAE and I have no photos of us. <laughs> can we just create an album? Anyways, go on. I have a bunch. I can, I can send you all of them. Okay. I can put it on a Google Drive or something. But anyway, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah. So like in high school. Memory. Yeah. <laughs> I said insecurities. It's <laughs> like, you really want me to go in on this? <laughs> but yeah, so I don't remember the insecurities in that way. But I remember definitely that I was a very different person. I remember my insecurities from freshman year of university much more distinctly. And I remember those with a lot more contempt. And that's like the big difference where like in high school, I recognized that I was a different person and I definitely wasn't like a person who was able to hold myself together. Like if I were to live alone, but I don't like, I don't hate myself for that. You know, like I still mm -hmm. recognize that I was at a very specific part of my life. And like when you're in high school, you don't necessarily need to be a fully functioning adult yet, you know? And so I don't necessarily hate that part of myself, but like, I don't know freshman year alone I have so much contempt for her for being like not ready yet in a way and like I'm you not to ready to like to drive the bodyguard yeah I mean like I I know that she, she needed to do all of that to get me here and like to get me here has definitely been a process 
but I just, the process is rough. You know what? Is there a bed behind you? Yes, there is. I want you to lay there like a therapy, like a, like a therapy client. And I'll just like, yeah, tell me more. They don't use, they don't use couches in therapy or Do like they not? in therapy. No, they just use couches now. You just sit. They <laughs> just sit. They put you in a chair in the middle of a warehouse and then they scream at you. No. <laughs> I wish, I wish they did that. I would, I would like that so much more than someone with a, like a notepad being like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Honestly, I I feel like I always bring it back to TikTok, but mm-hmm. I would like to go to a mountain and scream. I would. I, so often I think of just like, I want to just pluck myself out of this context and put myself somewhere in the middle of nowhere and I'll just be there for like two weeks and but then I'll can. come back. I can't though. <laughs> but you can. You have way I more can. agency than you think you do. Yeah, but like the process of like putting a pause on my studies for two yeah, weeks is like, I don't, at this point, I'm going to graduate on time. And if I take a two week pause, I'll delay my studies by God knows how long. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't want to take that chance. But then again, that's also because of like, the only reason you're not able to do that screen is because you want to finish your studies at a certain time, but you still have that agency to do so. Yeah, but yeah, that is that true. Note, we need to start pla- I mean, this is not the place to do it, but I'm mm-hmm. really excited for us to do a trip with each other, yes. whether it's like a work study thing, that would be yeah. really fun. It would be really fun to do a trip. And I think we definitely should plan it at some point when we have yeah. more of we'll a better idea of what the rest of the world will look like. <laughs> Anyways, um, I do have to go to my shift now or I have to start yeah. packing my shit for my shift. But, no um, worries. It's very but fun. I really, I really like this episode actually. Really? Better than yeah. Better than the others. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, every single one of you has asked me this at some point, where you've been like, "Which one's your favorite so far?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't fucking know." We're all pining for your attention. No, honestly, just- I think, I think it's because you're like the mother of the group. You kind of are. I don't know when that happened. Actually, when no, that's start, not true. When you got a car. When you got yeah, a car. Yeah. <laughs> And he started driving us around. As soon as I became the driver of the group, I was like, this is just, I organized everything. And like, and then when we graduated high school and I couldn't drive around anymore, then I started organizing Zoom calls. And now I do all of this stuff. You are the mother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do, I do have to, I do have to pack. Yeah, I am. Thank you for um, being on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me. If you guys yeah. want to follow me on any of my social medias, I don't have any, so leave me alone. <laughs> He's different. He's different. I'm going to stop recording. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye-bye.